Salut Tom, salut Steve, j'espère que vous avez un show génial, vous me faites trop rire les gars. Welcome everybody to Masters of Robotication. I'm Tom with them. I'm Steve Pyle. And we have a very, very special episode. Very special episode. Today we're going to tell you the dangers of refrigerators and <laughs> doing drugs while in refrigerators. You shouldn't You shouldn't do either. Kids. Separately or together. If you ever find yourself going to a bike shop and, <laughs> and there's, there's a refrigerator a, nearby. And a creepy guy that wants you to watch dirty movies with him at least shoot yourself off some heroin first make it an enjoyable experience or what do deaden the pain with some and there there will be pain but you know what heroin makes everything better so it's fine it's the breakfast of champions not just for (laughs) breakfast anymore (laughs) you can eat it all day long (laughs) or until you pass out and die and then they'll eat you do you ever hear that fun factoid that if you die your dog will wait till it's starving to eat you, but your cat will eat you right away. Yeah, that's pretty messed up. Like, no, I believe it. Well, I believe it too. But I mean, like, what's the deal, cat? Like, you're not even gonna wait to be hungry. Cats don't like, like us. I know, but am I seriously like one breath away from being eaten by a cat? Yeah. Like, if They'll I look at just... every time a cat just looks at you, it's waiting for you to die. <laughs> <laughs> but why is it waiting for me to die? Why doesn't so it just wait you... for me to fall asleep or or sit still for a minute? Like I'll, I hate cats, but I'll give them this. They're intelligent, so they probably know that if you, they start chewing on you, you're gonna wake up and swat them and you know kick them, whatever, punch them, punch them throw them. So they gotta wait. They're just waiting. They're, they're playing the waiting game. They're watching you, waiting for you to die, so they can start eating you. They're really dogs just... are because they've done they've done studies. Cats do not have affection for us. Dogs do. Dogs love us because we created them, but cats don't like <laughs> us. <laughs> we created them. We did. They're an artificial race that we made. <gasps> They're AI in in a sense. Well, if that's the best we can do, I've seen some <laughs> pretty dumb dogs. That's true. I've seen some dumb cats too, and I've seen some cats give affection. So I think that study's bullshit. No, the cats are miming it to get you know food and make oh, sure you pick them out so they can eat you later on. Yeah, if they only had thumbs. I knew a cat with thumbs. Yeah, I've seen cats with the big the big claw. I, mean, I guess it couldn't grasp anything, but it could give you a positive Could it tie its own shoes? I think, I want to say yes. I just, I have nothing to base it on. I just want to say yes. Better question is, why is the cat wearing shoes? Well, why wouldn't it? Where would a cat get shoes? If you think there's not somebody out there making shoes for cats, you are deluded. Somebody has absolutely made shoes for cats. I want to see an internet video of cats wearing shoes. Oh, geez, it should be easy. <laughs> <laughs> We had a contest tonight to see if we could look up uh, if if anybody could find anything on Google for Tyrannosaurus or no T Rex gynecologist. Did you find it? Of course. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, results were disappointing, but again, it's all in the eye of the beholder. Was it graphic what, enough? You see what you want to see. <laughs> <laughs> I see a legit medical professional doing its job. That's what I want to see. <laughs> It just happens to be Wait, an extinct hold on, animal. Hold on a second. Is the T Rex the gynecologist, or is the T Rex going to the gynecologist to have? Ah. See, that's isn't there some order? Isn't there some order of title versus like 
gynecologist T-Rex or T-Rex gynecologist. You could say T-Rex, comma, gynecologist. Or T-Rex colon gynecologist. Then it'd be a T-Rex that is a gynecologist. But you could say T-Rex ellipses gynecologist, and that's probably T-Rex going to the gynecologist. Is anything in brackets? And I'm not talking the square brackets. I'm talking the fancy squiggly brackets. Oh, yeah, the squiggly brackets. (laughs) Those are not used enough. I'm not even sure where they're at my keyboard. Oh, I see them. Yeah, they're not used enough anymore. I'm not. But I don't know why they would be used. They're used in math. Yeah, but fuck math. Yeah, fuck it. Math is stupid. Abstract concepts. Not going to get you anywhere, kids. (laughs) Math is for losers. (laughs) Study memes. Mm. Yeah, if you want to be successful in life, you you read memes. Don't read. Memeology. I bet that's a stupid college course. Well, there's. One of the websites I look at, um, iFunny, mm-hmm. has Mia Mia Khalifa as a professor of memeology now. Yeah, I bet. Do you know who Mia Khalifa is? Oh, I, I know who she okay. is. Okay, yeah, no, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, just, I have make sure. no clue who you're Whoa. talking about. I'm pretty I, sure I've never, ever seen her. Ever. I think I came or across her in a seminar somewhere. A seminar, a seminar. <gasps> <laughs> uh, seminar in memeology. Meme- <laughs> memeology or memeology? Oh, uh, yeah. I think memeology sounds a little bit more. I call my grandma Mima, so I don't want. I don't want to say that. M- memeology. Yeah, that's better. What do you go to school for? Memes. Memes. But my teacher's a porn star, so it's okay. <laughs> I mean, Wait, she allegedly, does. allegedly yeah. a porn star. <laughs> uh, yeah. We're going to do a year in review. So we pretty much just did the entire year was just that. You're welcome. <laughs> but um bumch. <laughs> Signing off. So, um, yes, we are not you... exactly a year out, but we're pretty close. Yeah, we're within a couple weeks. I think like a yeah. Well, yeah, like a week, a couple week. weeks. Let's just a call week it a week. Let's call it a solid week. Let's, Let's just say, say we're that wrapping up the year. With our random recording schedule, this is probably safest to do it now. Forty-one episodes out of fifty-two weeks. I'd say that's not too shabby. Well, this would be episode forty-one. Yes. So yeah. forty-one. Yeah, yeah. Episodes. Well, maybe it depends because we have an episode zero. Yeah, but that's that counts. Damn it! <laughs> it's like three minutes. Don't you say it? That's three good minutes. That's three solid minutes. Three minutes. I'll never get back. <laughs> What's? Do you have conversations about this podcast with people? Oh God, yeah. What's the what's the biggest question you get, or what's the um, biggest topic? It's more like, ah, Jesus sounds bad, but when I talk to people about the podcast, especially people that don't already listen to it, like my family members or something like that, it's more it's more like, oh, you should listen to it, or fucking don't listen to. It. <laughs> well, you can either listen to it or don't. You know, no, it depends on who I'm talking to. Like, oh, you you don't want your family, to family. To yeah, certain members of my family, like, oh yeah, listen to it. It'll be it's great. I have fun doing it. It's awesome. And then some other members of my family, like, don't, 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 don't listen to it. <laughs> Just don't. Please don't. I can't. I'll never be able to look at you the same way again. And I know you'll never be able to look at me the same way again. Like I hadn't, I don't know if she still listens, but my aunt came across it and she dropped a shout out, a little shout out. She, uh, she, what she dropped on me was just randomly. That's how they do it in Scotland. I went, oh shit. <laughs> Cause I knew what she was hearing <laughs> and everybody around us was like, what what what's happening? I'm like she listened to my podcast. <laughs> uh oh. So, so if you're still listening, uh, thanks, and I'm still sorry. <laughs> uh yeah, I've 
I talk about it quite a bit, folks. I don't. What do you say? We never put out. Oh, what do they say? What do you? Well, yeah, yeah. What do they say? What do you say? Well, most of the questions are about the topic of the week. I have my regulars of people oh, yeah, that check yeah. in with me that want to talk about it, but um, one in particular, we never put out an email address or a way to really contact us. I'm sure. Um, well, there's a Facebook page. Can't you leave? Yeah, comments? but it's it, we don't use it for anything other than. But if that's, somebody that's, wanted to, could they leave a comment on the Facebook? I, I should I should be more cognizant of this. I should be more aware. <laughs> I really should. Yeah, it just runs itself, basically. <laughs> it's set up to automatically, when it's posted, it automatically generates a like a thing. And I use that to, uh, whenever we do our advertising, our boosts. Every time that we post something, Facebook pesters me for a whole fucking week. You should really pay us money to boost this. <laughs> How many people do you want to see this? 200 500 1000 we have price points for all of those fucking sell us your soul and everybody will know who Facebook you are ad. well i mean it's cool we get some good data cuz the oh we've done it four or five times where we've boosted it and it comes back and tells you how many people have clicked on it how many people have liked it how many people have right. listened how many people have downloaded it so that's kind of cool i like it when we do a boost and it'll say that it's reached like 2,000 people outside your circle. That's cool. Yeah, oh, yeah. Although I can't do a boost because for whatever reason. I, the last time I tried to set up a pay thing on Facebook, it wanted me to do all kinds of weird crap. Like, I honestly have no <laughs> like, idea. Then nudes. Yeah. And... <laughs> okay, what's your preferences? Yeah. All right, what do you look like? Now sacrifice a goat. Okay, now sacrifice yeah. another one. Now sacrifice like, a person. Well, yes, exactly. It's leading up to something. I was, I, was, yeah. I could feel it. So I kind of steered away. I kind of. I mean, I sent the nudes, but I mean, right? I sent Just because you had them handy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have a portfolio ready to go. Um, eight by ten glossies. Boy, we have at any given time upwards of between a hundred and a hundred and fifty regular downloaders. Nice. So shout out to them. Thanks for being fans. Probably, I'm gonna say a dozen are my friends and family. I have a feeling that my family doesn't listen to it all that often. They probably bit here and there. Yeah, like your brow. For the most part. Yeah, I mean, here and there, I think a couple of them did for a little bit and then kind of fell away from it. But yeah, that's fine. It's not for everybody. I have it up right now. Let me see if I can. See but I mean, if it'll tell man, me a solid year of forty episodes. I just, I never would have thought. I don't know. It doesn't seem real. Like it doesn't seem like absolute strangers are listening to my voice right now. I don't know. That's odd to me well here's the thing about the reason why we started this podcast was really uh kind of just as an experiment to see if we could sit down and do it carve out some time for each other to talk to each other i listen to a lot of podcasts and the way i find podcasts i prefer the podcasts that are unscripted Mm -hmm. it's two three sometimes four is too many people just sitting around having a conversation about a single topic and i'm like that's i mean i could do that right and of course these are professionals with professional equipment and sometimes they're not but most of the time they are and they're making money on ads and it's you know it's revenue for them i mean it's like they're sure doing doing it maybe not as their sole source of income but they're at least making enough money they uh we ran the numbers here and could make you know between 100 and 500 dollars a month if we ran ads and um so for all our fans out there you you don't hate ads right (laughs) (laughs) 
You know, I can't, I had the feeling that our fans really like ads. I don't know. I just yeah. had that impression. Um, but the thing of it is, is I'll I'll cycle through some podcasts and I might sit and listen to a couple guys talking, or they're in a few instances they're girls that are talking, and um, if I don't like them, I don't like them. I move on, and it's yeah. like nothing personal, but it's not my cup of tea. Sometimes when they're talking, maybe a voice is on getting on my nerves, or maybe I don't agree with something, or maybe you know just for whatever reason it doesn't rub me the right way. So I just move on. I just move on and find another podcast, and I I, I kind of feel like you know, we have the same thing going on where there are people kind of cycling through the dial and they hit on us and maybe, maybe they search for, uh, apocalypse. That's one of their things that they're searching for. And we had an episode about apocalypse. So then they, they land on that and they listen to that episode and they're like, Oh, okay. Well, these guys are kind of easy to listen to. So I'll give them a shot. (laughs) And there's probably enough of that going around where, you know, we might have a core like 50 to 70, regular downloaders and then the rest of them are just kind of hitting on us by chance just because i like the medium is exploding for podcasts oh, yeah i mean it's a buyer's market whatever you want you're going to listen to and you don't have to like i i had a list this whole list of podcasts i would listen to regularly that have mostly fallen i'm like down to like two maybe three dedicated podcasts that I listen to week by week and i used to have like five or six that i was like i i, I always hear like i talk to different people i know that listen to podcasts and they, they'll tell me you should listen to this one this one i'll and i will and i'll like it but i'll never keep up with it yeah and i get you know i get people's attention is being pulled in a thousand directions so yeah if you're sticking with us then thank you we appreciate it yeah um let's see where do we start the uh i think we've talked about the equipment we use yeah i mean we start off that way <laughs> yeah we, well, I mean, I, I'll, I'll tell you, anybody that's interested in starting a podcast, the way we do it is uh, we both have, I'd call these professional microphones. They, I've seen mi- other people use these microphones on YouTube and shit. Yeah. They're $50 microphones, nothing crazy, and just some over-the-ear headphones. Noise-canceling mm-hmm. ones are the best because without it, or if the volume's too loud, sometimes the echo is no good. But we use Google Hangouts, and we can actually see each other. I'm yeah, at my house, and Steve's at his house, and we're on our laptop. I laptops. started this. I had I bought a headphones, a, a headphones. I bought headphones. <laughs> I, I bought, bought a one, headphone. and then I bought fun. another one, and I stapled them together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bought a I bought a web cra- a webcam, <laughs> web cram. Jesus, I can't talk. See now, this is. Like you said about people like you like not liking somebody's voice and moving on. That's what my biggest thing is because I hate my voice and yeah, I know you, I can't talk. Yeah, but that's half the fun of it. <laughs> Me stammering my way through shit. Yeah, yeah okay. Would this guy just get it out? And um, I, I uh, well, uh, stop. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're in Google Hangouts and the process is I use uh, VLC then to navigate to the YouTube. The YouTube oh, broadcast, its I hesitate to call it a broadcast. Anybody with the link could join in, and it's a broadcast that gets saved to you, my YouTube channel. And then I navigate VLC to it, and then through VLC, I, I download it, and then I strip the audio. I bring the audio into Audacity, um, and then I edit it and um, put the theme song to it, fade in, fade out kind of stuff, put the girl's voice... That'll be that'll be interesting to talk about. 
Yeah, actually, I have a question about that. That's yeah. I should have known before now, but <laughs> so it's if, been a year. Yeah. Don't let anybody out there in podcast land know that you had no idea what the girls were saying. Oh God, I still don't know. Yeah, <laughs> me. You know what? Me either. Because uh, when I when I hired them, I told them what to say, but they could have said anything. <laughs> so it's like, wow, what a couple of losers have a good fucking podcast, <laughs> dummies. Although anyway. one of them, the way she says my name, she wants it. I could tell. Yeah. You're in love with her? No, no. She wants the, the Steve because the way so she, she says. Steve. Oh, she's in love with you. Yeah. Well, I can tell. But by the way, she says my name. Hola, Tom. I have all their email addresses. Hola, Steve. It's very. Bueno. It's very it's robust. Mucho bueno. Yes. It's donde si, esta. Si. Oh, it's biblioteca. <laughs> Wait, you mixed some French in there. No, that was pure Spanish. Biblioteca. Pantalones. Zap. Pantalones is French, isn't it? No, that's... Is it? Yeah. Oh, for pants? For... Yeah. Uh, the uh, the girls came in as a, a break between episodes because mm-hmm. we recorded oh, five episodes and we kind of had them on the burner mm. just waiting to do it. And so I kind of... Uh, I binge listened oh to... Oh my God, you're right. I forgot about that. And... On the first go through, the theme song melded into the inter the outro melded into the intro, <laughs> and there was no way that if you were listening back to back to back episodes to break up and know. I mean, I say there's no way there there is a way, but it didn't flow very well. So we kind of brainstormed and came up with this idea to have intros like a a female voice introduce us and then. We took it a step further by <laughs> having foreign women <laughs> in a... Because it's sophisticated. Wait, how did I... The first one was the Japanese girl. That was the first... I contacted her, um, and I. it was weird. Like, I felt weird asking her to do it. What? So, yeah, I feel like there should be an explanation, because people listening right now are like, contacted through what? Like a... Oh, uh, audio, audio prostitution website? Or... <laughs> Yes. Earhorse.com. Uh, I went to www.earhorse.com. Ear dot com. There you go. Sultry sex goddess. No, I went through there's an app on my on your phone called Fiverr. F-I-V-E-R-R. And it's a freelance um app. That's this actually how uh we did the uh the logo. cover art. The, the yeah. logo uh through that. <clears throat> And it's named Fiverr because the minimum you can pay somebody is five dollars for a service. You can pay, you minimum. know, the minimum is five. Or actually, I think that it probably started out when it when it first started. It was everything was five bucks. Like if you wanted somebody to hum your the birthday song to you, you could pay somebody to do it for five bucks. And then it exploded into this huge freelance project where the sky was the limit. You'd contact these people. And they have price points, you know, they have different tiers of what they can do for you. And so the very first one I contacted was the Japanese girl. And I, at that stage in the game, it was just going to be the one Japanese girl. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I typed this whole thing out to her like, hey, I'm doing a podcast. This is going to be the intro. Can it be used for commercial? You know, I, I did the whole thing. And then when she got back to me, she's like, that sounds like a great idea. What do you want me to say? And then I said, uh, 
<laughs> you know, introduce us, you know, tell us, you know, say it's going to be a funny, sh- have a great show. I hope it's funny or something along those lines. And I said, make it because f- they have strict rules about mm-hmm. sex and right. like you can't be inappropriate. That's one of the things is you, you have to draw the line at what's appropriate, what's not, because I tell you what, five bucks there people could be asking people to do all kinds of things you know no no five dollar hand jobs in this no no uh so i said make it flirty but not erotic i think i i can't remember but it was embarrassing like what i said (laughs) i almost when i hit send i recoiled a little bit like oh god i feel like such a molester i don't know (laughs) it just didn't sound right but she was a pro and she came right back and she said, I know exactly what you want kind of thing. And um, so she she gave me three takes and one of them included the little little giggle at the end. Mm-hmm. And that was really the icebreaker. And after that, I contacted like <laughs> the French girl <laughs> and the German girl and then the Australian girl. Wait, we don't and... have a French one, do we? Yeah, we have a French one. Is there a French one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. And uh, I don't think I use it that much. That's why I, uh, I don't. It's not ringing any bells for me. The the Russian yeah. one, the German one, the Spanish one, the Japanese one. Yeah. Well, the, the first I remember the first Russian one was terrible. Yeah, and she didn't say anything in Russian, right? No, she, no, she said it in Russian, but it was oh like, yeah, it was yeah. like straight flat monotone, uh, like total and complete stereotypical large <laughs> russian like woman from siberia yeah like yeah. almost sounded like a man <laughs> and, uh, i felt bad like i paid her anyway and i said yeah sounds great bye yeah. and then i had to search for another one but so yeah we got by the time i had done like the se- the third or fourth one i wasn't embarrassed at all i was just telling them straight up this is exactly what i want that you know it needs to be flirty it needs to be you know happy and friendly and then i every single one of them i told them to put a giggle at the end of it <laughs> in, a, in a few instances i've gone and chopped the giggle right you know cut the giggle right out because it just yeah. it doesn't fit but you um, should just do a montage of the giggles for like a minute straight just all the giggles just giggle giggle, giggle. no that would be creepy as shit yeah um, so still <laughs> for season two Listen, i think the ship has sailed out of creepy as far as this entire operation goes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I I have season two is the giggle season. Just giggles all day long. Uh, I want to I want to get some more going for season two, which I'm gonna I'm gonna count the episode after this one is season two. Ooh, Icelandic. <laughs> we can get Bjork. Yeah, oh my God, yes. She probably. Hi, comments, Dave. I'd like to do the podcast. Ah. <laughs> uh, so the, the no, takeaway from all of this, yeah, I'm just going to lay it all out there. The takeaway from all of this is that Tom does 90% of the work <laughs> it's a labor for everything. I show up on random weeks and, you know, say dirty things and laugh at my own jokes. And that's my contribution. Go to Perv Corner. Go to Perv um, Corner. Tom perv- does everything else. Well, the editing, the editing I have down really to, uh, I've got it down. We get most of our bullshit out of the way at the front <laughs> and a little bit at the back. And I don't chop anything out of the middle if I can't. If you know, if I can help it, I'm not going in and taking sentences out. I'm just not. I've done it 
half a dozen times, maybe. And yeah, it's, yeah. I don't even remember the last one that I did just because. Well, I mean, I listen to it every week after we, you know, on Monday when it comes out, I'll listen to it because I want to hear what it sounded like. And I can never once point to something where I was like, hey, that thing I said or that thing Tom said is gone. I, no, anything you've no. ever taken out is nothing I've ever missed. Yeah. And I think in the, especially in the very beginning, we we said a couple things that were slightly racist sounding. Did we? Yeah. Yeah, we said a couple things that were like and I was tempted uh at one point where I equated I it's still my only real regret and I don't even really I mean I didn't mean it this way, but on a second listen, even a third listen, I think I was listening and it's the I equate gay people with child molesters. Oh, see, I, no, I I know what you're talking about. It, it didn't sound like that at all. And it, it probably didn't, but I mean, okay, to me, I guess I could I can't say right. for anybody well, else. Well, because you were standing, you were sitting, you know, there in the conversation, looking at me, and it was not my. That was not the intention. You just got to take it in context. I got to take everything in context, like <laughs> like the Holocaust or whatever. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to I'm going to settle I'm going to settle it for everybody. Steve is not a racist. <laughs> well, no. He as much as he might allude to the fact, he is not a racist <laughs> in any way shape or form. However, it is hilarious to pretend that he is. <laughs> he uh yeah, yeah, he's a he's a friend of the Jews. I had a very academic point to make that just got buried into my <laughs> Poor, poor, poor choice of words. Yeah. If anything, okay, that was another thing that when we started this, we didn't want to be like political edgy or religious edgy. Yeah, oh, yeah. So in in trying not to, sometimes we come across sounding completely wackadoo. Like if we could just say what we want to say, <laughs> it probably would sound 10 times, well, it might sound 10 times worse. Who knows? <laughs> if we said what we're actually trying to say, but we dance around religion and politics quite a bit, and uh, I at don't least know. we did for a while. Like we kind of dipped our toes in a couple every weeks once ago. in a while. So yeah. we say something. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, at this point, at this point, if you're a regular listener, you know where pretty much each of us come from, or at least you can have a good guess. So, and that's because we let it's like Easter eggs, you know, like the best kind of stuff we like to watch is with the multi-layered hidden things that you can pick up on that's totally what we're doing we lay clues Mm -hmm. breadcrumbs yeah breadcrumbs through to find out what does tom and steve what do they feel about you know steve's an atheist okay that was (laughs) pretty blatantly obvious at least by this point but no i'm yeah i'm just laying an easter egg down (laughs) that easter egg was kind of a big one yeah, um, considering we said it over and over again, but yes. Oh yeah, we probably yeah. I uh, Tom likes I'm, guns. Oh shit! <laughs> oh, you got me. <laughs> I voted for Trump. Oh shit! <laughs> I uh, did not. Uh, I just want to watch the world burn. That's what I'm getting from that. Yes, congratulations. <laughs> okay, I'm see getting... now we're get, now we're getting into it. We gotta stop. We gotta stop right now. Uh. Anyway, so. What? What else? I had a point I was so, going to make, but I got the list. If we want to go through it, yeah, let's go. Let's let's do. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. So, oh, the theme song got the theme song, and that was that took me whew, about a week. 
took me about a week to complete. Yeah, I remember you sending me snippets, and yeah. I was completely unhelpful because I kept just saying, yeah, that's awesome. No, that really sounds good. Oh, I like yeah. that. <laughs> no, there was one that sounded like a farting robot, remember? <laughs> oh, God, yeah, that's right. Okay, I don't yeah. think I said I like that one. Yeah. that. Well, I think that morphed into what we we have now. It was I was playing with uh, the sounds that you can create in uh, GarageBand. Yeah, so. I was actually at Michigan when you started sending me the sound clips. Yeah. And I'd play it, and people would look at me funny. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, are, what are you listening to? Nothing. Yeah, it's a mind thing. your damn business. It's going to be a thing. You you can all know about it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the that's original. A Tom's of Maine original. Yeah. Anyway, so let's go. Let's let's hit some episode. Let's talk all about right. some episode. Well, I went through and I wrote down because frankly I did not remember all. The, it's not like I could by memory tell us everybody what we did. So I wrote down the list of all the episodes we did. And I thought, you know, impressions. What do we think about it? So, episode zero was Genesis, and I thought it was pretty good. Phil Collins came back, and he did a little <laughs> drum solo. No, wait. Genesis. God damn it, I'm all fucked up here. Just like Genesis. Just like, just just like, like Peter Gen- Gabriel. Just like Peter Gabriel got all <laughs> fucked up. Um, well, the, we had to do, like, a little intro, a little disclaimer and intro, and we actually did that. <clears throat> we had probably 10 or 12 episodes under our belt, didn't we, at that point? Ah! Uh, I don't think 10 or 12. I think we had no, like, that, that might be too high. I want to say like five. Yeah, it was five. the original five episodes. So we recorded huh, one whole episode that never aired. It's the hidden episode. And it was basically like four hours of us testing the equipment. And I think that a lot of the content from that episode filtered into like the first five episodes. Mainly it was us exploring topics. And kind of just powwowing. And do you still have that? Because we could throw it up as a lost episode. <laughs> episode uh, I'm, I'm sure I still have it yeah. uh, somewhere. Because there was there was actually one episode that you started, and I was never able to. Oh yeah, we played around a lot with trying to make that work. Yeah, and I was never able to download it. So yeah, there's a so there's, there's, there's technically... sort of a reason why it's all on Tom's end because I could never make that shit work. Yeah. Well. uh yeah, so the Genesis episode was basically us Just after we had gotten after we'd gotten five episodes recorded. We thought we kind of needed to <laughs> explain what was going on. Yeah, you would jump in with episode one as a complete cold open, knowing nothing about anything. Yeah, so it was it was worth having. It's important. Next episode, episode one was tropes. Tropes. That was. I don't even remember why we picked that to be the first episode. Well, think- we were throwing around the name as trope hunter for the name of the podcast like yeah. that was an idea like oh that's right we had oh i wish i that had was going to that was going to be the theme was just tv and movie tropes yeah i i wish that i had saved the the name the ideas because actually in that in that episode the, the unaired episode is when steve discovered the name masters of profundication yeah that's true <clears throat> i should i should definitely try and find it and edit it and insert it somewhere it will be interesting so anyway tropes was that was a a huge one for us because we were that's what we were going to talk about yeah and that was like we like i feel like that was always going to be our beginning because that's almost what drove us to do this podcast in the first place was just our ideas about the things we see over and over again in movies and tv and such yeah i do remember i think it was my brother see he listened to a lot of the episodes 
and he uh said he didn't know what a trope was until he listened to the episode that he was amazed that we missed the biggest trope of all and i was like okay what's that he's the angsty hero the hero that's burdened and luke skywalker well i don't know i mean was he angsty not really but the hero with a with a burden with a past with a hard luck story that he just can't he has you know the inevitable scene where he wakes up screaming because he has nightmares because he's got a a past that haunts him uh like that's a pretty good trope that's we should have we should have touched on that one we just did so yeah revisiting (laughs) trope Uh, addendum the oh the trope there's uh i don't know if we talked about it i can't remember but there's a website you can go to that just it's like the wikipedia of tropes tvtropes.com i know tv yeah tvtropes.com see this is what i keep thinking because if you go to that website everything is in there everything is a trope everything you've ever seen read watched um you know tv movies music i think they do like it's called tv tropes but it's books it's comic books it's tv it's movies it's everything yeah and everything's a trope like you are like it just goes to show that there is nothing new under the sun no matter what you create or what you consume it's been done before like fast and furious 8 is a movie of tropes. Oh, I'm sure. Like definitely. Like like from start to finish, everything you're watching has been done before somewhere else. You might get one or two things that are unique to that one movie, maybe a a one minute scenario that's like, "Wow, I never saw that coming from yeah. Vin Diesel." <laughs> he just burst into Shakespeare for no reason. Okay, that's unexpected. You know, but the it first... just goes to show that originality now is not originality it's putting together tried and true themes in a different way that's, yeah that's what originality is it's kind of depressing a little bit yeah okay i feel like at this point if somebody made something truly original it would be unwatchable because it'd just be so stupid like everything good's been done I, I don't know hopefully i'm wrong but i i feel like i'm not yeah um let's move on to episode two lists yeah we're all about lists we're listing lists in a list right now i remember correctly our podcast was going to be about lists no lists of tropes list (laughs) trope lists.com uh yeah we're all about i still make lists i make lists on a daily basis of things i was just on my drive home today listing uh tv sitcoms that i love dearly Mm-hmm and some that i don't but they're still on the list like the office 30 rock how i met your mother scrubs psych i was just kind of trying to make the list in my head those are the sitcoms you love dearly some of them yeah those they're on the list psych is definitely in the top three for me of i've just you you shout out examples of what you love and you did not say seinfeld and you did not say arrested development and i'm very disappointed those those are beyond the list i oh okay those are legacy. They'll never ever drop off. Ever can't. Those are those are givens. You don't have to list. You don't have to say them out loud. They're just there. I I read this interesting thing. It was uh, about Seinfeld that if you enjoy watching the Olympics on NBC, you can thank Seinfeld because apparently Seinfeld was kind of silently making enough money for NBC to make some huge negotiating deals, and one of them. The result of Seinfeld money was landing the the Olympics, and so Seinfeld can be thanked for that. 
Oh, good. I get to watch a bunch of overachievers do things that I love the Olympics. Mock me. Hush your tone. Mocking me with their, you know, muscles and fitness. Fuck them. (laughs) I'd rather Uh, just watch Seinfeld. Okay. I I love the Olympics. When the Olympics no, I like I like the Olympics. I mean, I'm not a religious watcher. We're very happy with the Olympics. Did you watch the curling today? Actually, got I I actually did watch some curling today. Second, I have not seen a second, but we've recorded it. We we've DVR'd as much as we can, and Ah. there's there's like 20 different online places that you could. They're they're broadcasting literally every event, every second of every event, basically. (laughs) And they have a you know portal, an app. They've got some way for you to watch it. Locker so, rooms. I do. I love the shit out of curling. Don't understand a thing about it. <laughs> it's a broom action, you know? How often do you get to see that? Yeah, it's cool. Anyway, so lists. So lists, like, even, like, we do lists for almost every, I, seriously, we, I feel like we do that for almost every podcast, every episode we do. Like, even when we did, the last one we did was cartoons, I had a list ready to go that I never got to. But, of I mean, your, I had of your favorites or of, of just Of, like, cartoons. the most successful cartoons. Yeah. And I, we could save that for part two because we did entitle that one Cartoons Volume 1. So, yeah, to be continued. Two. But um, that was episode two. And like I said, that was like, I feel like we got these. We had between the two of us, we threw around ideas, like had a huge list of ideas. And I think we just settled on the fundamentals, like things that we knew we would have a lot to talk about and yeah. lists and tropes. And then number three, midseason hiatus. Oh, that's something we've Midseason hiatus is the devil. I hate midseason, and and what sucks is we had one here ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> it was that, and there's like after this year, I'm like, I see why they do this midseason shit at, when they do it because yeah. they just have to give their employees Christmas off. Yeah, you know, like the boom mic operator and the key grip or whatever the fuck, and the camera the operator gaffer gaffer needs his time with his family. God damn it. Yeah. So yeah, they. <clears throat> The they have needs to some time off. I mean, <laughs> they they have to give time off. I um was binge watching actually The Office, and you can tell from season to season when their mid season hiatus episode is, like when the their mid season finale is. It's it's very obvious if you watch these shows later. Mm-hmm. Um, which which episode? I mean, aside from knowing that you know roughly twelve episodes in, you're going to have a hiatus. Um, but they do, they have a finale, they have a mid season finale and it sucks. Well, they usually throw a Christmas episode in there and that's the signifier for the mid season break for the most, yeah. most shows, at least most sitcoms. Yeah. If each... it's a, if it's a, a, a serialized show, like a, you know, hour long, then that's harder to pinpoint a lot of times. Although it's, if it's dramatic at all, then there usually be some <laughs> mini cliffhanger. Did you? Do you remember the video I texted you over Christmas of the NCIS Christmas episode? And it was the bomb going off in the nativity scene and the baby Jesus flew up in the air and the oh. guy dove to catch it. And he had like a one liner when he caught it. And I'm like, yep, this is this is television. <laughs> this is what we've come to expect from our serious TV yep. shows. Yep, it was yep. one of the stupidest fucking things. Ah, what did he say? I can't remember. It was like. It was so stupid that it. Okay, I'm gonna. Wait, wait. No, I'm. You say Jesus says, but I say Jesus. (laughs) I could write for that. I should be a TV writer. That is a serious television program. (laughs) Oh, jeez, where is it? I made it. 
Maybe was I it on CIS? You sure it wasn't CSI Miami? You sure it wasn't David Caruso whipping no, his sunglasses? No, it was a legitimate. It's got to be. In, <laughs> I, I'm going to go through my text right now. <laughs> See, now I remember I had a. I saw a picture of a the DeLorean coming through the manger and like Joseph and Mary freaking out. I thought that was funny as hell. <laughs> so I okay. So I texted you and I said, "This is an actual bumper for a show that would like to be taken seriously." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's what it was. That's right. Immaculate reception. Immaculate reception. <laughs> and it's this this guy that's a fucking he's like a he works in a he's a serious detective. Like this is a serious show. If I was standing there in real life and I for whatever reason was in a situation where I saw a manger blow up and some guy catch the plastic baby Jesus and somebody next to me goes, Talk about immaculate reception, I would punch him. I you'd would punch him. him. You'd smack him with the baby Jesus. <laughs> I would go over, pick up the baby Jesus, and fucking or a donkey or something, and whack him over the head with it. Oh, what a bad! <laughs> what has television become? Oh, it's so bad. People, and that's like the most popular show ever. Or I know something, something like that. I don't, I don't know. The <laughs> NCIS is like number one everywhere. Uh, get that's better a- taste, people. That's Just some good writing right there. Be better. <laughs> I'd love to have been in that writer's room. <laughs> so we're gonna have a bomb go off in a nativity scene. <laughs> I like it so far. All yeah. right. And then the baby Jesus is gonna fly up in the air and we're gonna have this guy catch it. He's gonna dive and catch it. Okay, that's a pretty action packed scene. And you know what action packed scenes need? They need some puns. So what do we got? What are you gonna hit me with? He's gonna say talk about an immaculate reception gold <laughs> no Our i like to eat that up they will think that is the pinnacle of the humor they have seen for the entire year right there let's do it in fact let's film that in five different angles say the line 20 different times so we get just the right inflection <laughs> and then we're gonna put that shit out there emmy time I, baby i want to think that michael scott put that scene together and like he was in the <laughs> he was in the boardroom and he showed them he like previewed the episode for the the suits talk about an immaculate reception and just somebody looks at him and just says get get out get out of here get out Where Dwight still has the explosive he used to rig the whole thing up <laughs> Detective Michael Scar <laughs> in threat level midnight peace on earth or is it <laughs> pieces on earth Ugh, so okay Oh, uh, what the fuck what? were we just... That was mid-season hiatus. That wow. was mid-season hiatus. <laughs> okay, number four was trailers. Oh, that yes. was That was our first, I think, technical episode where yeah, like, you really laid down the history on that one. Yeah, I did a lot of research for that. I love trailers. I absolutely love trailers. I, I can't get enough of them. So, oh, wait. No, we're not calling them trailers anymore. They're cinema content samples. Cinema content samples, the CCSs. I, That's right. Like, I am a wreck if I get to a movie... And the trailers have already started. I, I hate it. It throws everything oh. off for me. I'm depressed. Oh, my God. I had, I, I seriously feel like the bulk of my youth, I had people I knew that used trailers, the previews, as a buffer. Like, Oh, to, oh we don't have to get there on time. We don't have because... to get there on time because they got trailers. And I'm oh, like, fuck would, you. That would like, upset me. There's this one friend I had in college. Good guy. He was my buddy. But he was notorious for being late. Like, if we all want to get together and go out and see a movie, we learned to tell him that it started a half hour earlier than it did. <laughs> then we got time. Because about the 12th time that we fucking missed the first five minutes, we missed the first six, seven minutes of the Matrix because of him. Yeah. Like the whole thing with Trinity fighting the guys and doing the 
when you first see the first yeah the 360 the cam where she yeah the stop motion thing we missed most of that like we came in when she was floating in the air i'm like what the fuck is happening <laughs> what have i missed what am i looking at what is going on here like we missed that uh, because of it that's depressing um so yeah i hate it and i and when we're when i was younger we had friends of the family that were the same deal we had to tell them the movie started earlier and they would show up on time no not me my dad used to get so pissed <laughs> I bet. uh we have something terrible happening here in westbrook at the cinemagic they're only playing one trailer before the yeah movie. i saw that what the fuck when we saw alien that was what the but fuck that's was every it? movie that they have there they play one preview then they play that stupid roller coaster shit like hey Go buy popcorn, and your movie's starting. We're Silence using the same CGI from 2001. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't shit on Cinemagic in Westbrook because that's our theater, and we know people that work there. So, uh, Well, the, the people that you know don't make that decision, I'm sure. So, No, I know. I just You can still like, shit on it. And not, I, 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 I kind of want to drop a comment card and say, more trailers, please. But <laughs> I'm also probably the only person that would say that other than you. I Although guess. the yeah. impact is a little less, because do you remember... You had to remember going to the theater, sitting down to watch a movie, and then a trailer comes up that you did not expect, and you're like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" Yeah, I, that doesn't I, happen anymore. I remember sitting in a theater. I can't remember what movie I watched, but the preview for Alien Three came on, and that took me totally and completely by surprise. And I was like, I was fully on board the Alien train, Aliens, uh, you know, Alien, Aliens, and then all of a sudden they're gonna throw Alien Three at me, and I don't know anything about it because, of course, it was back before the internet and everything was on a stone tablet. But um, <laughs> if you didn't really have your ear to the ground, yeah, you had to be a subscriber to all kinds of magazines, and yeah. newsletters, and shit like that to know what was coming out that far ahead of time. Speaking like, of that, Fangoria magazine back issues on eBay are going for incredible money. I believe it. I just want like three or four issues for like my coffee date to scare the crap out of the children. But <laughs> <laughs> I would love to have a couple copies of Fangoria and like, um, was it Metal Edge? It was a heavy metal magazine. And I don't, I'd never had the only magazine subscription I had when I was young was like Mad Magazine. Hustler. I was not allowed to have, I had to steal Hustlers from, <laughs> you know, yeah. or drugstores. I had to hold them up with a ski mask on. No, if I had known. I would have kept all my Fangoria's and special effects and sci-fi and all those old magazines. Um, anyway, I didn't mean to derail you, but those things are going crazy money on eBay. Stupid. It's, just, it's everything else. All these things you saw, all these things that meant nothing to you when you were young, that all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, if I would have hung on to those. You yeah. Know? But anyway. Yeah. So yeah, trailers. You know, we talked about this a few a little while ago. It was like we saw the trailer for a trailer, like Jurassic World two yep we there was a trailer for the trailer i have yep. not seen that since so i don't know if they, that was an experiment that didn't pan out or we're gonna see more coming no uh i think i think the super bowl had some like 30 second movie spots and in the in the 30 second spot it said to watch the full trailer go to youtube or something like that they were there actually would point you in the direction of yeah. the full trailer because a 30 second trailer nowadays is not going to work. You need a two and a half minute trailer. Well, you get the teaser first. And sometimes the teaser can be really cool. In fact, yeah. there have been teasers that I like more than like, I always go back to the Dark Knight. The original te- teaser for the Dark Knight was just the Batman symbol with voiceovers from the movie in the background with like, it's like light or something like kind of shooting 
knocking pieces off the Batman symbol. Yep. And it talked about it had it had Bruce Wayne talking about the mob going too far. And then had Alfred talking about um, you know, you push them so they push back and they look to a man they didn't understand. And then you heard the Joker's voice talking about people gonna die. And then the, the last thing was just a Joker card flying through the Batman symbol. And to this day, that's one of the best trailers I've ever seen. I love that. I was and it still was a, real. It was that. only a teaser, huh? And that was the teaser. I mean, they didn't even show any footage from the movie. They just heard voices. And that got me so excited the first time I saw it. I will still occasionally go back and watch it because I thought that was the coolest thing. Yeah. Of course, The Dark Knight was like a perfect movie, so that helps. But Well, I, uh, I'm a big fan of trailers. So, yeah, I love, I love going back on YouTube and watching trailers from the 80s. Total and complete different style of movie making and thus a different style of trailers. Oh, my God. I still keep going back to the Phantasm trailer. I don't know why. <laughs> it's so it's so the greatest thing. That's this guy going, Phantasm, a world of pain or some bullshit. It's just a voiceover and then the footage. I, I, that's like the quintessential 80s, late 70s trailer for me. The voiceover. Yeah. Maybe some creepy music. Yep. Trailer. Uh, so trailers. That was four. Five was time travel. Yeah. The great uh, issue that we have with storytelling. <laughs> it's a love-hate thing. Yeah, absolutely love hate because there isn't a lot that is better than being able to time travel and transport yourself somewhere to a different time. But fundamentally, it no if, bueno. Yeah, it's it's always. I mean, we've said it before. I've said it before. Time travel falls apart the second it happens. If you start to examine the the logic of it, it doesn't work. But it lends itself to some of the greatest stories you can tell. Like even besides the fun ones, like Back to the Future. The yep. one I talked about later on, the um, predestination, was a complex and amazing, amazingly good, entertaining time travel story that didn't make any goddamn sense. Yeah. Primer, one of the biggest thinkers you could ever get into, which if you really, and that was so complex and so multi-layered that it's even hard to say it didn't make sense. But I guarantee you that if you start unpeeling it, it falls apart. Yeah. So time travel is a wealth of potential and a headache wrapped in a frustration, wrapped in a infuriating well, embolism. I know I've talked to you about this already, but um, my seven-year-old's favorite movie right now is Back to the Future 2. Yeah, this seems random, so, but I get it. So trying to get a seven-year-old to wrap their head around time travel, that's, an, <laughs> that's fascinating. That's so an interesting she, conversation. I mean, does she like, um, understand that she, there's a reason why things change? Yeah. She gets it, but she doesn't care. Like, okay, the time travel piece is secondary to the fact that Marty's trying to do something like to people that he knows that are older or younger. Hmm. You know, so but, you're saying that time travel is secondary to the bright lights in the big city. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> See what I did there? Was, uh, the Michael J. Fox, Michael J. Fox. Bright Fox. Lights, Big City, Cocaine. That's right. Yeah. Phoebe Cates. <laughs> uh phoebe kate wait hold on um what was oh, she come on in? no all well, gremlins i know but she was just in oh. something we watched uh gremlins, sure but we all know what we really want to see phoebe kate's in doesn't she get topless fast top fast times at richmond high but there's another movie that uh i just put it on the plex and we watched it and it was ridiculous but it was awesome and it had uh, matthew modine in it and phoebe kate's i can't remember now but Anybody listening, if you want to, it's it's some silly like sorority house hmm. romp. It's funny. Does Matthew Modine dress as a woman? Uh because that's like every other eighties 
college movie. Right. <laughs> Bosom Buddies style, dressed like a woman so we can get into the right, sorority right. house. I watched Bosom Buddies. That was I that was that a good show. show. Tom Hanks. Yeah. Before he was too famous. Keep it to yourself. It's my life. <laughs> I don't care anymore. All right. What's next? Ah, what was after time travel? Uh, trailers. Oh, no, wait. I went back in time. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that was bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> Number six was formulas. Oh, yes. Which I feel like there was a formula that I had in mind for that episode and never got a, a chance to talk about. And I don't remember now. We're going to have to re- not, re-listen to the episode. Not helpful, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm having trouble here. Oh, okay. Shit. Nope, I'm good. <laughs> formulas. So, formulas in movies and TV. That was I like that episode because that was... I've, I've, I've been thinking about that for so long. Like that, I can't unsee when I start to see the same patterns over and over. I'm like, I don't know, Rain Man or something? <laughs> Where I just see these patterns and it just dominates my mind. Like, I can't unsee that stuff. Well, didn't we establish that they're really some of the best TV and movies have formulas? Yeah, and that's the thing. If you bulk the formula, uh, it, it can be very off-putting, very distracting and jarring. It can work. Like, you can't just have the same thing over and over. Sometimes you have to bulk the formula. But sometimes they do it. It's like a gamble. You do it and it doesn't pay off. Right, a gamble that does pay off would be like the Sixth Sense. Yeah, that's something new, something new that works. Yeah, that really kind of broke a formula, and then became a formula. Yeah, the okay. yeah yeah the twist because you know there has to be a twist, at least a formula for Shyamalan himself. That's definitely true. Yeah, like all of a sudden you got to the point where, all right, it's a Shyamalan movie. What's going to be the twist? At right, the and then you'd guess it, then you'd ruin it, ruin it for yourself. I did that with the Village. Yeah, not that that needed extra help being ruined, but. <laughs> but i remember thinking about it for weeks before the movie came out because i was still a big Shyamalan fan going all right okay what's the twist what's the twist um all right so it's supposed to be like an 1800s village that has monsters so what would be a twist it's not the 1800s so i'm watching it and i'm watching it like yep sure enough yeah spoiler alert yeah oh sorry go fuck yourself <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't seen the village a terrible movie by now Although, fuck yourself. that's not my least favorite Shyamalan movie. No, I know which one's your least favorite. <laughs> God, I hate signs. Yeah, and it should be, and it should be, because there's worse Shyamalan movies out there. <laughs> oh, yeah, The Happening, but... The hap- yeah. the Devil? Did you ever see that? No, I never saw that. Where Satan's in an elevator and fucking with people in an elevator? It's that good. It really isn't. <laughs> no. Uh, um, and there's no, at least his early movies, The Twist where you could watch it from the beginning and say, okay, I, I see the clues. I see where it's leading up to it. The twist in this one was, there's nothing. There's no rhyme or reason to it. It's just, there it is. In fact, it kind of threw everything else off. Hmm. It, it was dumb. So it he was. broke his formula. Well, I think, he, I think he ran out of steam. Like, I think he ran out of, I don't know what you call it, originality by the time he got done with Signs. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, say what you will, Signs was originally, it was dumb. Aliens evade a planet, and they have a deathly alert allergy to water on a planet that's nothing but water. I, I yeah, <laughs> it, it makes no sense. We'll show them. Yeah, but we'll uh, go down and run around and not understand they, that there's water. You think at the very least they'd wear like suits? So you know, if we're gonna explore a planet full of hydrosulfuric acid, we're gonna wear a goddamn suit that's immune to acid. Yeah, but that doesn't look creepy enough. <laughs> and the we're predator trying- wore suits. I mean, Jesus. We're actually trying to scare them. 
yeah. not do anything bad to them. <laughs> That's right. We're going to walk by kids' party in Brazil and freak the shit out of them. Watch out, kid. <laughs> or wherever. I don't know. Oh, my God. I love that scene in uh, uh, Scary Movie 3 when they're doing the parody of... Uh, oh, the, yeah, yeah. And they show the party and the alien vomiting because it's been drinking <laughs> too much from the Red Solo Cup. <laughs> yeah. God. Those scary movies were good for a while. Yeah. The last one was an abomination, but they were good for a while. Uh, so... Yeah, well, the last one she wasn't even in it, and that tells you what you need to know right there. So. Yeah. So yes, formulas. There was sitcom form- formulas. There was like, like I, I feel like this is the one that I talked about. Like, there's a balancing act for a cast for a sitcom. Yeah. Like six is the limit, but you can get away with more if you have good writing, or less if you have strong ancillary characters. Like Seinfeld had four main characters. But their side characters were very rich and very involved. George's Newman. dad, Newman, yep. Mr. Peterman, yeah, Jay Peterman, um, even uh, Jerry's parents. You know, yeah, like very, very putty, like very strong, very highly recurring side yep. characters. That's how they got away with having four. A five-person cast, you could have one or two good side characters. A six-person cast, like Friends, what do they have? They had Gunther sometimes, and that was yep. it. Yep. You know, guest stars that would have two or three episode arcs, stuff like that. Because they can't. And this is one of the reasons oh. why I think Big Bang Theory has gone down the toilet. Too many characters. They have seven main characters now. It's Ooh. too many. Yep, too, many. too many. Yeah, I think um, towards the end, it got terrible. Uh, Phoebe had the, uh, was it the brother that she was the surrogate for or something like that? Yeah. I mean, he was, I mean, that, that's still like a few episodes arc. That wasn't exactly. I think he was in it for a lot, wasn't he? He popped up here and there, but honestly, like, she was pregnant more than he was in it. It was just oh, her being pregnant. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, like that was one of the, I think maybe that was the formula that I never got a chance to talk about. That was one of the things I saw was the rule for cast limits. Cool. What's next? Uh, formulas, then the escape room. Oh, man. Which is a regret was... because we have not done another one. We said we were going to do another one and we should do oh, another one. We should. We had tepid plans what like a month after we did that one and that was like a year ago yeah well it was it was uh not too expensive we should just do it we should we need to get at least another person on board too yeah i'm sure we could get rob to do it again but we yeah, should like we should try and get like yeah four or five of us um since then i know people that have gone to escape rooms and beaten it but they all have large amounts of people Plus the benefit of probably hearing our podcast and getting tips. Yes, that's what it is. That's totally what it is. We've helped everybody do their escape room. But yeah, what's next? You're welcome. And you owe us royalties. <laughs> uh, <laughs> whatever prize you got, you give us a, good, a share of it. Um, so episode eight was acting tears. Which oh, was yeah. My that first, was all you. That, that was, was that. Break, yep. We still talk about that. Tier four, all baby. The all the time. You know who's what people would think was in tier four? Who's not in tier four? Who? Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. Tier three all day long. I really like Anthony Hopkins. Oh, yeah. The tier three guys are your Oscar. They're your yeah. solid dudes. But. Or dudettes. Dudettes. But they're not your uh, they're not your Daniel Day-Lewis's or your. Brad Pitt. Gary Oldman. Uh, <laughs> oh, Gary. Gary. He should win an Oscar this year, right? What was he in that was Oscar worthy? Uh, that Winston Churchill movie that I didn't see. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, everybody says he was awesome in that. but And that's the type of like, movie that's going to get an owed. Oscar. Like the way the Oscars work is they take people that say, you're owed an Oscar. Like You've done enough. You've churned out enough for Hollywood, for the industry, 
Yep. That you are owed. Like, look at um, the one I always keep going back to is Denzel Washington. He got an Oscar for Training Day, which is a movie I liked, but he did better in different roles. Or yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio got an Oscar for Revenant, which, once again, good movie, and I liked him in it. And maybe that's Oscar worthy, but he's definitely should have won an Oscar before that. Brad Pitt should be robbed. winning an Oscar. I'm just saying, Brad Pitt should be getting one any day now. <laughs> it's bullshit that Brad Pitt doesn't have one. BS. Tier four, baby. All right, so that was uh, that was one like the uh, formulas one that I'd just been mulling over for years. Mo- uh, then we went from my brainchild to yours, movie production. Oh yes, I did some research for that movie production. You were you were a professor, Professor Tom, on that episode, man. Holy crap, professor of movie production. Well, I think I talked about it in the episode. That's what I wanted to do when I was older. When I was younger, I mean, when I was younger, that's what I wanted to do when I was older was <laughs> be involved in movie production. In some At way, some shape. point, then some other point, then yeah. Yeah, I and I didn't even, to be perfectly honest, I didn't want to be an actor. I wanted to work, you know, behind the camera kind of thing. I don't even yeah. think, I had never had any aspirations to be a director either. <clears throat> I just wanted I'd, to be involved in, you know, like set construction and stuff like that. I honestly don't know if I would even have the capacity to be a director, to be able to look at somebody and say, God, you suck, you're doing this all wrong, you gotta do this this way. <laughs> like, I don't, yeah. I don't think I have that in me. I could... Like, especially like a Kubrick or something like that, where I torture them. I'd be like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh my God, I'm sorry. Let me buy you a donut. This will make it better, you know? Mmm, donuts. I mean, I'd be like looking at a scene going, okay, um, just do do what feels natural. Yeah, that probably works. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Act that, like you think the character should act. Yeah, no, that's, that works for me. You've read the script, right? Just go and do the lines. I would be the worst director. <laughs> What's next? Taking a nap while stuff going on. Um, Number 10, stylized violence and gratuitous sex. Yes. I think that sums up Game of Thrones. <laughs> it's all start to finish. Although the uh, gratuitous sex has slimmed down quite a bit. Until you watched Jon Snow and Daenerys get it on. Yeah, but even that was mild in comparison to like the earlier seasons when she's getting... Well, yeah, it was all romantic, right? It was for you know, an aunt and nephew. Yeah, a little, little romantic incest. Gratincest. <laughs> Gratuitous incest. I think I just made a new genre. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm gonna see the new Gratincest movie. It's got these cousins. Yeah. That are, like they hate each other and just banging away, but they secretly love each other. The cousins dangerous. <laughs> the dangerous cousins. <laughs> Wrong podcast. Yeah, different podcast. Um. No, so like we came down to like I love stylized violence. Like I love that shit. The choreographed. Like John. Very like, unreal. Uh. John Wick, like born, all the born fights. Oh, the born stuff. Uh, I was just talking to somebody about that the other day. Like, I love the first three born movies, then the last two, what, Born Legacy, and then the last one's just Jason Bourne. I think dropped the ball because they didn't have that type of stylized fights. Really? I didn't see it. So I just assumed they're all going to be the same. They all No, have those it. last two. I mean, Legacy was just boring. And then the one with Jeremy Renner. And then uh, the last one with what's his name back in again? Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Uh, it was that was it wasn't terrible. It was just kind of boring. I don't know. It just didn't do anything. Yeah, I actually my, got it up. My only it. problem with uh, the stylized violence is it seems to permeate. It, it's everywhere. Yeah, it yeah. finds its way into everything. And like, I I yearn for the Joker in the Dark Knight. Not to bring that movie up again. Just. He's so 
sloppy and batman is <laughs> stylized violence not as and, much as you think like yeah if you rewatch it, that, Batman's not. not actually he's not doing a lot of like over the top hand-to-hand fighting in that he really isn't but compared to like when the joker is you know got the rpg on the truck and then like the almost machine gun. A, yeah just like i like that kind of stuff too i don't sure. need like that would have taken me out of it had he been more <laughs> ninja <laughs> stylized so if the joker would have whipped out some badass like fucking martial arts skills yeah, yeah that's, I would, that I would like... not have been good at all yeah so but i mean something like the winter soldier where he's fighting in the street was one of my favorite fight scenes ever or oh i i just watched on youtube the other day the elevator fight yeah that was ba- i love that i love yeah. that scene or i mean almost the pinnacle is the the lightsaber fights from the prequels? I yeah. love every single lightsaber fight from the prequels, except well, even the Yoda one I can get behind yeah. well enough because it was short. hokey, but it was still kind of cool. But I mean, the the last one with Obi Wan and Anakin was really cool. But the the original one, the Darth Maul versus Qui Gon and Obi Wan, yeah, I that made Phantom Menace worth watching right there. That Agreed. in my mind, watching that made me forgive the pod racing. And the Jar Jar, yeah. and the C three PO, and the, all the the crappy little kid, all that stuff that made me forgive all that because that was one of the coolest fight scenes I'd ever seen. I agree. I love stylized shit, and I like gratuitous sex, but you know, <laughs> I'm a pervert, so <laughs> we've firmly established that. Anyways, we're not, we're not breaking new ground. Moving on. Okay, so collections was eleven, and we both are collectors, rabid collectors. Yeah, I and. Or, I don't know, are we collectors or were we collectors? I'm still a collector. I'm a completionist. I'm looking at a collection I have right now of um, very detailed Firefly figurines. And I have one more that is prepaid for. I, it's coming in my loot crate. Ooh. And uh, I have one more and that's it. It completes the collection. Okay, so you actually have... See, because I, my big one's comic books. And yeah. I don't... I get, I still get some digital comic books just because, but yeah, I'm not adding to my collection at all anymore, and I haven't been for years. Yeah. So, and I can't think of anything that is in its place. Like, I'm not a collector anymore of really right. anything. Yeah, you were. I um, am jealous of people who have great collections of things. I know. And and we kind of went back and forth on what a collection means, what it is, um, but. I saw on Reddit the other day, somebody said they what they do is they basically do displays. They put things that they collect in displays. And the newest one they're working on is uh, it's the Super Mario 3 Nintendo Power hmm. and the actual unopened box of Super Mario Brothers 3, the NES cartridge. And they were putting it in a display going along with other pieces that they had put together. And that it's not, you know, that's a collection, a set, whatever you want to call it. I'm I'm envious of that. I would love to have some sort of thing that I put together that is commemorative like that. I do have a few things. I have uh, some football, uh, some autographs, some pictures that are autographs, a helmet that's autographed. Um, well, I, mean, I remember seeing the, um, the mutual friend of ours who collected uh, hockey autographs, hockey yep. players autographs. Yep. Have you, did you ever see his stuff? Yeah. Oh my yeah, god, meticulous! He's got more than like that was. I mean, that was his passion, and like yeah. I admired that. Honestly, I did. It's like it's good to have something that you're that just gives you that much joy. That's what collections are. Yeah, 
Did you ever watch? It's on Netflix. The uh, the toys that made us. That kind of documentary series. I've watched stuff like that. I that it might have slipped in, and I've watched the first part episode. Of it. The first episode is about the Star Wars. How the Star Wars toys became a yeah. thing, and they show that guy Steve something who Stan Sweet. Yeah, who has that the biggest collection? He has a warehouse. Yes, a warehouse full of Star Wars memorabilia, and that's it, at, on the it, one hand you're like that's an obsession. But on the other hand, it's an obsession that works out for him. Yes, like he because it. like he's made it his job. Like yeah, it's, it's, he is the keeper of all things Star Wars memorabilia. Yeah, yeah. But and, and you know what? It's his passion. This is something he gets pure joy out of. How can you knock? How can you knock that? You know, it's something that gives you joy. How can you say the the only thing that wrong. I can think of that is not an a hundred percent positive about that is if you have a warehouse to store a collection pieces that are in the collection that you're never ever going to see again but you can say you have them like that's depressing to me everything that i have that's a collection well i say everything i'd say most everything that i hold dear that's a collection is either on display or a practical item like the blu-rays i have every single disney animated Mm -hmm. feature on blu-ray um and that that was hard to get because not everything, when I was building that collection, not everything was available and Blu-rays are fucking expensive yep. to boot. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that is something that, you know, our family uses all the time. Mm-hmm. So that's a collection that's used. The Firefly stuff I have here is on display. Um, the football stuff I have upstairs in the office is on display. I'd never think of sticking it in a box and packing it away and never looking at it again. Um, yeah, a collection that you don't enjoy at all is pointless. Yeah, unless you unless you have some very I don't know what the word would be very concrete knowledge that this is going to be worth something, so I need to seal it away forever until uh, the time comes for me to sell it. Yeah, I mean that's practical, I guess, but otherwise. What's the what? It's joyless. Like, what's the point of collecting something if you can't enjoy yeah. it? I have comic books in a box under the bed that I, I almost it would hurt me a little bit to do it because I am such a nostalgic fool. But like, there I'm getting nothing out of those comic books. Nothing. The comic books I have that are that would be worth something are probably not worth much now because I enjoyed the hell out of them when I was younger. Yeah, I read and reread those. My favorite comic books I've read and reread so many times that that's not that there's tears or the co- covers coming off, but they're worn. Yeah. So if they're worth some, if they're worth something premium, if they're mint or near mint, they're worth much less than that now. And yeah. I couldn't even tell you which ones are which. You know, which ones are worthwhile, worth something or not. But yeah. But I did enjoy. It. I mean, there was a collection that I didn't think of as a collection. This is just these are the things I love, and I'm going to read it and reread it and reread it again. I mean, I can picture the issues I love the most still in my head, frame by frame, panel by panel. Yeah. So, yeah. That's cool. So what's next? Uh, 12 was creative challenges, which was a topic Uh, that was near and dear to both of our hearts, I think, because we both try to... It is. And now that you say it, it reminds me of (laughs) some of the things that I promised myself (laughs) that I would do, and I just haven't done them yet. And it's not... It reminds me of some of the promises I made, too. Like, I was going to say, I was going to ask you every Friday about how your script was going. (laughs) I think I did that for, like, two three weeks and they completely forgot yeah i i have um i've involved myself in some screenwriting tutorials oh, and uh i belong to a a group that is like a discussion group a screenwriting discussion group and you know that that helps but my most creative 
time of the day is on my commute. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not the best about writing down ideas. Um, Yeah. So I think that I have a lot of stuff that falls by the wayside, stuff that I have go on in my head that. Now, here's what I'm wondering. There's got to be an app for like a voice recording, right? Yeah, uh, of course. I could I could so, voice record my memos. I'm just yeah. I'm not so ambitious that I'm doing that. Well, I'm just saying on your ride, I don't know how you, your setup is, but for me, I have like a little magnet thing on the back of my phone, like a steel plate so I can stick it on a magnet on my dash. Yep. I, I've never thought about this, but it, I could open an app where I'm like, oh my God, idea of, you know, hey Siri, open the app for memos and, oh shit. Siri just came on. <laughs> <laughs> it's doing something about memos. Hey, good for you, Siri. Okay, anyways. <laughs> <you> need an app. <laughs> wow. Anyways, <laughs> I could, you know, while I'm driving, I could yell out something and have it list it. Wait, wait. I don't I... use the Hey, AC. Siri, write down this memo. Uh, sea monsters with dildos for hands. <laughs> nice. Is she... A series on top of it. Series got it. All right. So. Siri thinks you're a weird motherfucker. <laughs> oh God, yes, she does. If she's constantly listening, <laughs> I do not have that feature set up on my phone. Do you like? Do you like that flash of inspiration though? Like sea monster dildos. I think that was pretty inspired. I'm I'm now in, imagining that show, <laughs> and uh, I don't necessarily think it's a bad one. Well, what was it like a week ago? I was talking about how I had a dream. Yeah. And I woke up and I started thinking about like an idea for a book. Yep. And then as time goes on, I'm thinking about that going, that was kind of dumb. What am I, what was I think? I don't even know what the <laughs> fuck I was. There were aspects of that that seemed so cool when I was like half asleep. And now that this time goes on, I'm like, what was I thinking? I don't think that's going to work for anything. That's so funny. I don't know. So that's a creative challenge is believing in your first flash of inspiration, I guess. And then sticking with yeah. it. I don't know. Being creative is hard. There's just no bones about it. No, I know. It's difficult to stay inspired. When you get on a run, though, it's the greatest feeling in the world. Just when you, it's just when you think with the ideas are flowing and you get hit by that flash of something and you're just, whatever you're doing, typing, writing, whatever, you're just getting it all out there and it just keeps coming. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, what? You gotta ask me a math question? Go fuck yourself. Just (laughs) go in the corner and study something. I'm I'm on a roll here. (laughs) Yeah. That, that, I mean, I mean, you know, hypothetically. Not yeah, that in a hypothetical world. <laughs> What's next? All right, uh, plot holes was thirteen. Love them and hate them. Love them. I I can't honestly say I've come across a plot hole that I liked. I can forgive them and that. Well, I guess them. yeah. I suppose that's more accurate. Is forgivable, but otherwise, good things have been ruined for me that have too big a plot holes. I mean, yeah. it's just that's I I can't if there's if they're bad enough. I can't get past it. Yeah. And I can't think of a good example right now, but I know they exist. <laughs> well, then let's move on. Uh, plot holes. And then number 14 was Aliens Special Edition. Ooh, Rob joined us. That was, that was our first Rob episode, yeah. Yeah. Which a, I, a franchise that's near and dear to our heart. That was a good episode. I, like, I enjoy when Rob comes on because it gives us another perspective to bounce off of and more pithy comments and dirty jokes, which is always yeah, good. That's right, because he is filthy. <laughs> yeah, just him. He Yeah, not us. No. Not us. Yeah, you know? It's all Rob. If you listen to it, episodes zero through thirteen are very chaste, very sophisticated, very you know, you could yeah, play this at a perfect word is sophisticated. Bunch of old ladies and they'd be okay with it. And then Rob came on and just went right down the toilet. Perv corner. Perv corner was born then. You know, thanks a lot, Rob. You just you did defiled us 
Yeah, that was a good episode. <laughs> uh, and then, and we went really in depth with that one. I mean, that was we took one franchise. We talked about it for what two, two and a half. I think hours. that was a three-hour episode. Three hours. I think so. That's, that is passion, man. That is that is something. I, well, I know it was. I know because it brought our average like an out. It it really outed us as an average of an hour per person of talking. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. So what was next? Then we had another Rob episode, which is Predator's Extravaganza. Yes, Aliens and then Predator right behind it. Because it made sense. And that was the one episode that we got our hands lapped for using... <laughs> right, yeah. Fox said, no, 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 you cannot use that soundbite, even though like it was in the background. Which I makes was... me wonder now, are we gonna, what, what, what channel carries NCIS? CBS? Oh, yeah. Now, now we're going to get CBS coming after yeah. us. CBS is going to be mad that we made fun of their Jesus joke. <laughs> Immaculate reception was genius. You could not make fun of it. $10,000 fun. Um, but yeah, it was a good one because uh, we got used to having the third man. Like we did Rob. We did Rob the week before. <laughs> then we liked it. We did him again. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, we, you know, we had him on. And then we all three of us got comfortable with the three way banter. And I think it was more natural like i i remember that was the episode that we kept coming back to like um god what the fuck you know tim god damn it the the predator guy chris hansen <laughs> chris hansen jesus christ <laughs> tim tim have, have you, a seat. you knew what i was talking about i did <laughs> i wanted I you could, to i could see you looking at me like you had the answer you're just waiting for me to stumble some more so oh, no was, i just i i knew you could get it no i didn't get it you didn't but i knew you could in an alternate universe. What's next? So that was a fun episode, though. I just gotta say that. Yes. Number sixteen yeah. was John Lear. That was all you, because I was. Oh yes. A thousand miles away, which yep. is good, because I still maintain that if I had been part of that, I'd be like, uh, uh, uh. So <laughs> what's it like being in Hollywood? Uh, uh. <laughs> well, he. Do you know any big stars? What's it like being on Friends? <laughs> like that would have been me. I know it. I would have been horrible. <laughs> um. You he perfect. started. You know exactly what you're doing. He started his own podcast. Oh yeah, I, I'm sure we weren't his inspiration, but no, uh, I think yeah. I think we were. Yeah, he's got you his were. own podcast in almost the same format now. <laughs> I think he's doing kind of what we're doing. So is it just him, or has he got like? No, he has he has a whole slew of stuff going on. He's he's a busy guy. He is a busy busy guy, and mm-hmm. he is involved in television and that's. I mean, I still step back as and like am amazed by that like you got a genuine hollywood actor celebrity to do an interview with you that's well like never in a million years would i have thought that a hundred percent of that is the fact that he is the nicest guy on the planet oh sure like, but i mean he is still. absolutely not shy he loves his fans and i threw it out there the the thing that was so surprising about that for me was uh, I emailed him and he emailed me back with his fucking cell phone number. <laughs> and he's like, just give me a call. So I called him and he's like sitting in a coffee shop waiting to meet with a merchandise person for a line of like t-shirts that he's getting ready to do or whatever. And it's like, how many <laughs> how many celebrities, how many like real world celebrities would send you their fucking oh, I know. cell phone number so you could call whenever you wanted. But it's like, hey, random guy, I'm trusting that you're not a crazy stalker. Here's my number. Yeah. <laughs> We I te- I've texted him a couple of times and he always gets back to me, but it's dropped off. Like I don't contact him anymore. 
And then by now, if I sent him a text, he'd probably be so polite and be like, yeah, sure. And then we'll be like, who the f*** this? Ah, I do so many of these podcasts. What else? <laughs> yeah, uh, hardly is a blip on his radar. Now, is but... that still our highest listen to episode? I'm guessing. No. no oh, we, it can we overtake have not, him. We have not gotten to the most popular episode. Okay, yet. then we'll. I know exactly which one that is. Then. <laughs> yeah. We'll get let's, there. Let's we move on. Um, so, 17 is the shared cinematic universes. Yep. And we could talk about that every single episode. Oh, my God. I mean, we didn't even touch on the obvious one which is the marvel universe like we we went through like some of the more below the radar stuff like the um old universal monster movies and shit like that but stuff like the marvel universe is technically a shared cinematic universe yeah star wars it's just blatantly obvious that's a shared cinematic universe uh harry potter but well I, I say I... shared that that's all that's got uh the beasts fantastic beasts and where to find them or something whatever yeah moving on well that's also what we started talking about that and i I should remember the the timmy westfall jimmy westfall theory that every fucking tv shows oh oh, yeah because of that kid with the snow globe yeah the same this is this is a problem that i have i will find these facts or even like especially the trivia and then like sometimes randomly i'll re-listen to old episodes and i'll be listening and the trivia question will surprise me. My own trivia question. <laughs> Your like, own trivia oh, question. Shit, You're like, what, what was the answer to that one? <laughs> I, I come up with this stuff and I research it. I look at it and I immediately forget it. Once I got it out, it's out of my brain. I don't know why I do that. That's how your so, brain works. Like I looked up this Westfall theory and I can already, I've already forgot half the title. Is it Jimmy? Is it Timmy? <laughs> I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> Tommy. Yeah. It might be Tommy. Yeah. Tommy Westfall. Tommy. Okay. There you go. <clears throat> St. Elsewhere. I remember the, I remember the gym, Snow Globe, Autistic Kids, St. Elsewhere. Yeah, but I don't... Oh, Shared like universe. I, I sit there and I listen to these old episodes and I'm driving in my car and I'm going, what the fuck is wrong with me? I think that is such a missed opportunity amongst Hollywood movies that... Like, imagine... Snow Globes. Snow Globes, man. It's all about <laughs> Snow Globes. But wouldn't it be something to be watching a movie and just all of a sudden the fire truck from Backdraft goes by in the background or what you know what i mean like quentin tarantino is such a such a master at that kind of stuff but anyway well sam raimi reduces his car what's the whatever his car is i forget yeah in like all his movies yeah evil dead the spider-man movies whatever like he he had that same car over and over yeah i I don't know yeah it is i'm i'm thinking that like these movie studios that share movie lots and they're but they're under the same umbrella of filmmakers it would be so cool to have a movie take place and in the background you see something from another movie and it's just like <laughs> you can talk like every time something like that happens for me my brain does something i don't know like like i'm almost disappointed there's not more shared cinematic stuff in oh, agents well. of shield and stuff like that et in the star wars movies that happened yeah yep absolutely that's a little bit of a crossover but i i just it would be so cool to see more of that happen, like even very small Easter egg kind of stuff that the normal film goer would just gloss right over it. But um, I, that's one of the reasons why I love uh, Last Action Hero so much is <laughs> it really ties all those old action movies <laughs> from the 80s together. That's the freakiest thing I've ever... I was literally thinking of that, not even out. I was thinking of that movie... Not even an hour before we started 
doing this podcast. <laughs> yeah, like, literally that I was thinking of because I kept thinking of you know magic ticket my ass McBain, which is <laughs> yeah, which is Simpsons. So yes, your review I could not let it go by without at least one Simpsons quote. Yeah, but I was thinking of magic ticket my ass McBain. Then it got me thinking more about Last Action Hero. I'm thinking, man, I saw that once, but I didn't hate it. But it got a lot of hate. It did. Well, it went over budget and it went over time. They like it. It was bigger than it was supposed to be. It was like two and a, it's a two and a half hour movie. And, and I it, know the the kid in it was also in My Girl Two, and I want to say he was in Invaders from Mars. Could be, and I'm not sure, but. That's still freaky. Like I said, you mentioned that out of the blue, and I was just thinking about that today. One of my favorite movie soundtracks. The music from that movie is absolutely hands down, like in my top five, maybe top three soundtracks. Love it. I don't think it was a terrible movie. Like I remember getting a lot of hate and me thinking it's fine. I mean, I'm not saying it's my favorite movie or nothing, but it's it was entertaining. Yeah, it was two and a half hours, and I think they trimmed like forty five minutes off it or something stupid. I mean, it was it it was a ridiculous movie funny elements to it i mean it was good budget and time anyway all right uh 18 was fan theories Ugh. like you don't I, like I, the category you don't like the episode i don't like like or you know like i fan love theories. to talk about fan theories of things that i'm interested in <laughs> yeah. but i also know that fan theories ruin shit for me like and it's and it's not i maybe it's random i don't know like westworld mm-hmm. i enjoyed the shit out of talking about that show i don't know as i enjoyed going online and reading more sophisticated theories than mine does that make more <laughs> does that make like, like it makes i remember yourself or yeah well no i'm i remember telling telling you maybe it was on the podcast that half of the fun of watching that show because it was a good show but it really wasn't the best show oh no i agree like it's not like right the pinnacle the, of all tv ever but it was a fun of the, show right and I think I'm a very social person, so I got more fun out of talking about it with you guys than I did actually watching it, if that yeah. makes any sense at all. That, that's definitely a movie. Like, I knew somebody that planned to binge watch it after it was all done. I'm like, don't do that. Right. I told them, I was like, you're not going to get as much out of it if you binge watch it. Watch right. it as it goes, talk to, like, and discuss it with people because that's right. the fun of it. You have to digest every episode on a week by week basis. Yeah. And it, you almost have to do it with another person to, as a sounding board, just for the ideas. But I remember reading some fan theories online that were very sophisticated fan theories, almost like they were Hollywood insiders. Mm. And I want to say that it really was not; it wasn't as enjoyable as just you and I talking about it. <laughs> hearing hearing somebody else talk about it that probably knew something already, you know was kind of a letdown almost like a spoiler total spoiler yeah but i mean that's that's what fan theories are because you know people can sit there and be like well it could be this or it could be this or it could be this or it could be this well you know what it's probably going to be one of those four things so you can say you were right (laughs) but yeah you throw out you throw no shit against the wall something's gonna stick but yeah well there's also another aspect of fan theories that is taking an old movie and looking at looking at it in another way like um like the one that pops into my mind for whatever reason is the idea that ferris bueller's day off the entire thing was just in cameron's head yeah like he invents ferris he invents sloan you know all the whole thing because he's a 
depressed, insular, agoraphobic kid that invents like the best best friend in the world and all that yeah. stuff. Or near dear to my heart is the the uh, Back to the Future stuff where Doc Brown, like the implications of, and that's what it is. You take little clues and little plot points and you look at that saying, okay, you have what they give us, but there's also another way to look at it. And then that leads to a whole different interpretation. Right. Like the, the Back to the Future stuff where Doc Brown is a psychopath killing off marty's that's manipulating events to have things turn out the way he wants them to turn out right i i really enjoy that not that i'm sitting there thinking that's the way it actually is but especially in old movies that i've seen a hundred times this adds breathes a new life this makes me interested in it again just for whatever reason it's well yeah like the dust and taking out of mothballs and saying hey look i put a new coat of paint on this you watch the prequels and think that Obi-Wan and Padme are having an affair. Yeah, like look for the clues. Or even you, Jar Jar is the actual Dark yeah, Lord of the Sith. It gives you a whole another layer to look at when you're watching it. Gives you a reason to rewatch and a reason to pay attention. Yeah. Like the Jar Jar thing. I watching the video watch the video clips for people that are listening. Jar Jar is the actual Dark Lord. And I take back what I said because I actually am pretty convinced that this is what George Lucas wanted. Yes. That he lost his nerve when the hate of Jar Jar came out. But his original plan was at least in episode two to reveal that Jar Jar was, I don't know, Plagueis or something. Some Dark Lord. The manipulator behind the scenes and the whole Misa, love you, long time. (laughs) (laughs) Jar Jar was an act that the Sith Lord was putting on while he manipulated the shit out of everything. And it works. The details are there. That makes me appreciate those movies a little bit more. Yeah. But the whole Padme... Obi-Wan thing, love triangle. I like that one too. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, well, Panthers. That was that was 18. 19. Dun dun dun. Things you should not watch. <laughs> Which uh, that is our number one episode, if I that remember is right. Absolutely the number one downloaded episode. <laughs> when you have uh, the disclaimer right at the beginning, do not listen to this episode. Do don't do it. Like Just we don't. had to we had to record a a, a disclaimer. To put yeah. at the front to say like we changed our we, after we recorded this we like we need to put a disclaimer in there. You and me <laughs> recorded a like a two second disclaimer to put at the front. Yeah, because uh, hello that oh god that was my, uh, my brother. I to the best of my knowledge, that's the last episode he listened to. Uh, he got that far. It's like wow. Okay, I got to take a break, and he stopped listening. <laughs> yeah, that. I'm I'm almost certain that uh, the uh, Serbian film discussion was yeah. probably too far, too much, yeah, too long, way too far, too detailed. We could have glossed over it a little bit better. Like we keep saying the same thing: no regrets, <sighs> maybe some regrets, maybe. I mean, and of course, it goes without saying that that was a that was a Rob episode. But <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, we sure had Rob on, and <laughs> and then I'm not laying that on him. Honestly, like the we all three of us were right in there into into the shits. <laughs> he probably made it palatable, if anything. So yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so moving on, like I I re-listened to that episode, and I've listened to myself talk, and I'm like, I was oddly eager to discuss the shittiest scenes in these movies. Like more than once, I was like, "Ooh, I'll talk about it." Let's see. There was this blah blah. blah. I'm like. Why? Why did I do that? What's wrong with me? I sound so horrible right now. Well, I think it I think it deserves being said again. 
any of the things listed in that episode. Do not. Just, just don't. We said it. We watched it so you don't have to. We're That's not even being facetious. Seriously, don't watch it. Yeah. Don't do it. Just, don't, just don't. It's soul crushing. It's terrible. Uh, anyway. <laughs> well, I'm I'm going to. I'm going to call it right now. We will hit 20, which is halfway. And I got to, I got to go. Okay. Maybe we do this next time. I say we uh, record again next week, same time and finish the last 20. We'll do so a, this, so this will be a year and it'll be closer to our actual year. So there you go. Yeah. So, okay. Okay. Number 20 game of Thrones. Oh, the perfect one to end on. Hey, <laughs> uh, Man, I love me some Game of Thrones. Good stuff. Not only do I love me some Game of Thrones, I love me some Game of Thrones podcasts. See, now I listen to one, that hardcore Game of Thrones. Yep. Which is cool because it said some stuff I didn't know about, but I don't know. I've watched the show and I've read the books. I'm I'm all set. Like, I don't listen to the podcast about it. Well, I didn't read the books and I find myself incredibly hungry to talk about or to listen about other opinions about what I just watched. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll talk about it all day long, but I don't really need to listen. Right, I'm pretty know. sure when Game of Thrones is on, it dominates our conversation at work. Oh but yeah, for my car ride in, I'm I'm listening to a Game of Thrones podcast. There's there's a few. Um, there are two girls that work for Entertainment Magazine, Entertainment Weekly Magazine, that do a great uh, podcast. Two girls, one dragon. <laughs> mm. Um, and then there's another like roundtable with this guy that knows everything there is to know about game of Thrones. And he talks about it and, uh, I like listening to them. Sure. So I, I love me some game of Thrones podcast, but I like I, me some game of Thrones too. Yeah. And I love me some song of ice and fire. Huh? Yeah, I'm going to be the nerd about it. So, oh yeah. yeah. Okay. You love you some George R. R. Martin books. That's right. Well, those books, like he's written others that I never read. I, I keep thinking I'm going to, but it's well, always the case though. Like, Somebody writes something really good, so you're like, oh, I want to get everything they do, and you're like, oh, never mind. (laughs) You had, I think, during that episode, you discussed getting a book that kind of laid out. Oh, I do, and I have it, and it's sitting right next to me, and I never have. Oh, you haven't? I I have. I kind of forgot I had it. It's sad. All right. Uh, Like me some fantasy boobies. Some dragon eggs. uh, Dragon. Some. um, Quavos. Gratuitist. Gratuincest. Gratuitous. What did I say it was? Gratuincest. Gratuincest. There we go. That's still the greatest scene where Daenerys and John are getting it on and you hear Bran's voice in the background reminding everybody just how related they actually are. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, he's a Targaryen. Oh, she's a Targaryen. Oh, yeah. They're at nephew. In case you didn't follow the thread of the entire season, they're, they're at nephew. Yeah. And they're For anybody not right paying now. attention, they're, they're related. Yeah. That's ah, Game of Thrones all day long, man. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So we, okay. even though this is a year in review, we still got to end with trivia, right? I did not prepare a trivia question other than the fact that I was going to, I was going to ask you an impossible trivia question. I wasn't going to ah. ask you a real one. Tango you, Cash. It's a nice try. Ah. I can't believe you did that that one time. That was awesome. That was a, that was a highlight of my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> Answering so a trivia sad. question. Right off the bat. Yeah. Um, what country outside of the United States has the most downloads of our show. Canada? No. Wow. So there's Vietnam. Uh, no. Mm. I knew you were going to say that. And it, <laughs> there is another country that has overtaken Vietnam. Japan? Nope. 
but Japan's got a bunch. Um, I will give you a clue. This Antarctica, Antarctica country. The name of this country is an animal. Oh, okay, giraffe. <laughs> you got it. Giraffe, giraffe loves us. What the fuck country is named after an animal? Kiwi. <laughs> I mean, they call it New Zealand. <laughs> I'll give you another clue. Uh, okay. Gobble, gobble. Oh, hungry. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. It was uh, chicken. Chicken. That's a country, right? All right. Uh, so we're big in Turkey. Is that what you're telling me? We're big in Turkey. That's I... concerning to me because Turkey is a weird autocratic dictatorship. And we're popular there. My only guess with that is that somebody's using a VPN. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And they're signing on to some Turkish server i could say something now that would make us lose all our fans from turkey but i won't no don't because maybe they're real fans from turkey and they're listening and they're like oh my god these guys are so good no i'm gonna say it we 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 we're hiding gulen right now he's in my apartment (gasps) if you're a geopolitical know it type of person or oh so there's there's know it like there's a poet know know it it. he's a know it (laughs) yeah we're, we're hiding gulen we have him and we're protecting him Okay, that just lost us all our Turkish listeners. Just telling you right now. That's what I'm so, all about, losing listeners. Turkey, China, Japan, Vietnam, uh, England, Canada. Ah, all right. Um, and not all 50 states. <laughs> so we got Turkish listeners, but not like anybody from Wyoming or something? Uh, we are very popular on the East Coast. Except South Carolina, nobody from Delaware. What? Yeah. We're big in California, Nevada. I wouldn't say big in Arizona, but. Well, that's cool. That means I can shit on Delaware. Remember Wayne's World when they're doing all the states? <laughs> yeah. And they go, hi, I'm in Delaware. And they have no idea what to say. It's because Delaware sucks. <laughs> Fuck you, Delaware. Fuck you, Delaware. Some, we need some people from Delaware. Yeah, obviously Maine is huge. New York is New York is just as big as Maine. Nice. Uh, I got family in New York, so you know it's my people too. Yeah, there you go. But we get Arizona, Nevada, and California are pretty big. Nobody in Alaska. Nobody oh, I know in Hawaii. People, I know people in Alaska. What's up, man? Step up. A huge swath through the the Midwest that just nothing there. At least we, two people we used to work with live in Alaska. Wait, maybe you didn't, but I did. So two people I used to work with live in Alaska. The furthest west we go. Until we get to Arizona is Iowa. Hmm. Iowa and Missouri, Wisconsin, Illinois, Tennessee, Georgia, Florida, Virginia, North Carolina, Maryland, Pennsylvania, Ohio, New York, Lawton, Massachusetts, Connecticut, nobody in Rhode Island. Fuckers. Fucking. New Hampshire. You know what? And Rhode Island is Lovecraft country, and I love Lovecraft. (laughs) <laughs> which i haven't said in a long time i i feel deficient maybe maybe i'll put lovecraft in just put I'll, lovecraft I'll, hashtag I'll lovecraft tag, in every episode well i can tag every episode with whatever i want so i've actually been we'll tagging our episode with dick punch nice and i'm i'm almost certain people that have searched for dick punch have found us do we so. want dick punching fans i mean yes no yes. i mean it's like listen if we ever get big enough and we do like a like a meet and greet. Somebody's gonna walk up to us and punch us in the dicks because that's the kind of fans no. We we're have. gonna punch people in the dicks. Oh, like masochists. We could get the, okay. Now <laughs> that works. I got that. Yeah. Big novelty 
punching glove, like a or like a foam number one finger and just <laughs> punch you right in the dick. Foam you. So that was my trivia question. Okay, well that's a good trivia question. Mine has nothing to do with anything. Though. Okay, hit me with it. Aha. Uh-huh. All right. So <laughs> this is just should be near and dear to your heart. Good. The word avocado. Mmm, yummy. Comes from an Aztec word that means what? Uh, asshole. You're closer than you think. Taint. Very close. Testicles. Testicle! <laughs> Avocado means testicle. Yeah, it does not surprise me. You love them. Oh, I love me some green testes. <laughs> some Aztec testicles. <laughs> As testicles. As testicles. That's a word. That's a word now. But I also have two other ones that I I was deliberating between these three. So I'm just okay. going to say all three of them. You know, because... This is a special episode. I think we need three trivia questions. Okay, fine. I could. Well, one of them can be mine that you're borrowing to give to me because I only had the one, and it wasn't really a trivia question that you should know the answer to. But go ahead. No, it's a good trivia question. It doesn't mean we know the answers all the time. All right. So Charles Darwin discovered a lot of animals, right? Apparently. What did he do to every single animal he discovered? Put his finger in their butts. Maybe. Maybe first. <laughs> Probably first. Before he did this, he probably did that. What did he do with every animal? Oh, I gotta stick my finger in his butt. Oh. I would say he drew oh. a he drew a sketch. That's so tame. Why would I even use that as a? You disappoint me. The first thing I said was stick his finger in their butts, which is you know fine. I was I was on board with that one, but make a sketch. Um, like you looked at me and said he's gonna pick a trivia question where the answer is make a sketch of animals. You don't know me at all. <laughs> Uh, the first thing he did... It's not sexual, though, so maybe you know me well enough. I don't know. Uh, weigh it by punting it and seeing its curvature. His <laughs> Okay, that's it, pretty good. What is its minute of arc? <laughs> hey, turtle, get over here. I need to punt you to see where your minute of arc is. For science. This will determine your weight. <laughs> um, what did he do to every animal he discovered? He ate it. He ate He ate every single animal he discovered. Yep. Or at least one representative of every animal he discovered. That's so there you go. fascinating. I like that. He's like, I bet, I bet he sketched them, and then I bet he walked up and stuck his finger in their butthole, and then he got the knife out and went to town. And you know, he had that like tradition, so all his people that were around him were trying to find the most disgusting fucking things they could. <laughs> <laughs> Just, hey, what's this? They, couldn't tell about it. they had to leave it where he'd find it. Yeah. And look, there's this like fucking worm eel thing with the slimiest, yeah. nastiest. Oh, look, secretion. it's a sea cucumber thing. It's a yeah. cucumber that looks like it's in the ocean. Hey, Chuck, Chuck, come here. Do you see something weird around here? Oh my god, let's cook it. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. So that's the and the third one that I thought was great. Like I said, I, I had to deliberate between these three, so I'm just doing all three. All right. Okay, male giraffes do a certain thing. To determine their attractiveness of female giraffes. What is that thing? Uh, eat their poop. You are so close. That's scary. <laughs> you are almost right to it. Stick their tongue up their ass. Okay, you're going further away, though. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, get out the poop. No poop. I mean, geez, what's wrong with you? So they don't do anything with the poop? Not poop, no. So you to are... determine how attractive the female is... They do this. French kiss. You were so close with the poop eating, though. I mean, you were so close. Eat eat the, I don't know. Milk, milk, lemonade. Oh, they drink the piss? They drink the urine. Well, 
yeah, that's you know that's more than just giraffes. That's I mean, uh, humans. There's a reason why golden showers is a fetish, right? Right. Like Look. I want to. I, I gotta imagine there's places where a guy goes blindfolded and does a taste test and then picks out his mate for life. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Oh. Ah, urine taste test. Uh, That's I feeling love, and tastes great. Love that episode of Friends when they pee on Monica. <laughs> I'm like, wait, wait, which episode are we talking about? I think I missed that one. It's when she gets stung by the jellyfish. No, and... no, that I, I thought you were talking about urine taste test. Oh, for yeah. A second. Yeah, no. <clears throat> you know, that's awesome. not true. The jellyfish thing and the urine, that's a that's an urban legend. Pissing on a jellyfish thing doesn't do anything for you. I know, but it makes for good comedy. It makes, I, I, I would piss on Courtney Cox. I'd be all about that. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Let's see, mine. This one's mine. <laughs> I just claimed you. <laughs> You're my territory. All right. I am, uh, I'm off the Betty Bye. All right. We'll do part two next week. We will do the year review to the rhyming. Because that rhymed. The See rhyming. The throbbing. The robbing. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, uh, signing off, I'm uh, an incestuous sea cucumber. <laughs> the best kind. Yeah. And I am, I am for the 41st time, Bob Avocado Piss Bucket Scully. <laughs> All right. Give me your money, Mel. Give me your money, Mel. All right, see ya. Bye-bye.